0: hi this is joseph arthur thanks for checking out come to where i'm from please support us on patreon patreon.com slash come to where i'm from we are an independent podcast and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated so you're the fun one yeah
1: (laughs) i am (laughs) believe it or not <laughs> He's a liar. Is uh, yeah. he? Are you but the fun? I, I, I Are was, you the fun one? We're both pretty goddamn fun. Yeah, we but I be, mean actually, we were yeah. fun
2: like twenty years back. it's yeah. like, you know, yeah. just
0: getting through it somehow.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everything is allowed as long as you get through. I can
0: relate. It's one day at a time, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's an everyday thing. Yeah. yeah. But uh we surprise ourselves sometimes. How? <laughs> How? How? Uh with still being able to do a lot right yeah and and right yeah the right things yeah i meant right as with r-i-g-h-t but and right yeah right and right yeah yeah that helps sometimes we do things wrong yeah and but that's can be fun also that's the best stuff yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) how'd you guys meet well introduce yourselves (laughs) Uh, I'm Hansi, the Hansi, vocalist yep, and, of Demons and Wizards. And what's your last How do you say your last name? Kirsch. Kirsch. Yeah. Hansi Kirsch. Yes. And John Schaefer. Yep. Um, Respectively from, from. Basically, Blind Guardian is Blind Guardian, Iced Earth. Right. That's right. Yeah. And now Demons and Wizards. Yeah. Well, yeah. and
1: then Demons and Wizards. Yeah. And then and now. Now, now and again. and again. War, and now on and on and top, again. You know. <laughs> <laughs> however you look at it. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. one breed. Uh, we met each other. You know 30 years ago touring together touring yeah we we were ice earth was supporting blind guardian on our first european tour for our debut album wow. and uh, that's how we met and we lived in a bus together and had just an unbelievable journey through europe and parties and insane insanity <laughs> was, crazy yeah. crazy stuff and we had a blast bonded great became brothers instantly and we uh here we are. Yeah, we uh, were physically strong. F- physically stronger <laughs> then now, and mentally.
2: Yes. Uh, or now we're uh, mentally stronger. Are you so sure? Sometime, <laughs> yeah, so we sometimes resist. <laughs>
3: <laughs> What's the math on thirty years ago in 90s or 80s? nineties or eighties?
0: Nineties. Early, uh, early nineties. Early nineties. Yeah. Very early nineties. Early yeah. nineties. Is that when your your first album came out, or yep. who, did you guys come out first?
2: Yeah, we did our first
0: album in eighty eight. Eighty eight. Yeah. And uh, what? What was the attraction to
1: each other? Well, we were uh, we were on a label called Century Media. That uh-huh. was a brand new label, yeah. And I think you guys were looking for a support band, right? Yeah, did, we did. Did Rock Hard yeah. magazine have something to do with it too? With no, it putting was Robert,
2: us together? Uh, the so. owner of Century Media. Okay, I got in contact with him by whatsoever reason. We were kind of friends, yeah. And um, somehow we had to cancel our headlining tour like twelve months before. So we were running a little late because uh, our drummer was quite sick. He got Uh. a surgery and there was something wrong with his lungs, but Uh. we kept waiting until he was recovered. And by that time, we didn't have a support act. And uh, so I reached out for the Century Media guy Mm -hmm. and he mentioned I Sturf and I read about them, but this is pretty much it. And then we ran into each other two months prior to the the shows and we you know we just spoke and we liked each other but we split ways directly after we drank a beer together mm-hmm. and then hi and bye-bye that stuff really? yeah
1: i was over there on a promo tour oh, right. so i was in germany and then they, they with the guys at century and rock hard and hansi and i met for the first time and say so this they said this is the band the singer of the band you're going to be touring with and mm-hmm. drank a beer and talked a little bit and then and then we met a few months later when the tour started. And the tour was a
2: blast, to say so, from the very first moment we spoke. All the guys
1: in the band spoke with, with each
2: other. And yeah, there was a quite very close and warm chemistry. So we ended up in the bus first night. You know, it was a small bus for 18 people, which we were back then. And we always ended up at the very end you know of every party and there were a lot of parties of course right and uh, we just went to bed on last the last fr- two minutes we were standing. the last two standing yeah. on yeah. the very yeah. first yeah. night drinking everything left and on the bus we whatever fell, was left yeah but we fell asleep <laughs> directly you know whenever we crushed our beds we were done yeah and five minutes later there was a uh, bus breakdown at the very first night and it was snowing it was bitterly cold in germany uh-huh. so everyone you know still hung over, you know, got out of the um, the bus, and we survived that day. And maybe that, you know, helped to establish that friendship as close as it is nowadays, because it went on like this for the whole time. You know, we didn't get a, another bus, but we didn't stop the tour, but we're doing, you know we, we got from day to day and you know learned to survive and we faced a lot of bullshit yeah i and mean we was, were it was
0: it galvanized the friendship yeah, totally cuz nobody
1: was being pussies we were all right. like warriors hungry and we're going to make this tour happen we're going yeah, right. to make it a success <laughs> and we're going to have fun in the process so yeah. and we didn't have you know on the bus that broke down we had we had bunks that we could go and crash in so you can roll through the night and get to the next gig and get some rest but we ended up getting into like a Greyhound or city style bus mm-hmm. with just seats so that made it very difficult and if we were able to get into a hotel room it was usually for just a couple hours to crash because the drives were too long or whatever so there was a lot of that you know where people weren't you know it's the kind of thing where if you're if you're not really in to win it could turn ugly with bad attitudes but everybody just soldiered through and had a part we made the best of it we had a, a great time everything was sold out you know we were everybody was on fire both bands were killing it it was great amazing
0: yeah how long was that tour for maybe a month yeah, but
2: no. a okay. lot of back to back shows in addition yeah. and um I felt so bummed out at the end of that tour and I was sick for ages afterwards so no, you know, we were because you missed
1: him
0: yeah that was another thing heartbreak <laughs> heavy metal heartbreak <laughs> there was a little bit of crying you know we just wanted <laughs> <laughs> that that's on that's the next place, uh, uh, Wizards yeah, album heavy metal, metal <laughs> heartbreak <laughs> yes that's right <laughs> it's a power ballad we work on that yeah next album we have a plan
1: but it's like the um I mean we we were <laughs> behaving insanely. You know, we're, I, I think Toman was the only 20 guys, years old guys, you know, yeah. like 21, whatever age. The, you, Toman was, I think, the only smoker in your band. and. Yeah. M- most of my guys were smokers and mm-hmm. they were living in a fucking tube rolling down the road and drinking smoking. all night
0: smoking in the bus No one, had, no one had the screaming. balls to say hey can we not smoke <laughs> no, on the I, fucking it, bus honestly it was impossible <laughs> right know, n- no one thought about it yeah, you know? yeah no one even just, thought it about it it was a it, different it, world back then if you go then, into a
2: recording studio nowadays and no <laughs> right. one is smoking that feels so odd still for me you know yeah. and I was always a non-smoker yeah but I was so used to it I didn't even smell the nicotine right anymore but it, it didn't have it seems to have no e- effect
1: on <laughs> yeah. whatever we were doing but it was but, a different uh, right. time and we were screaming all night and yeah. laughing and fucking. which is just... great for vocalists right I, I mean know, it, right. everybody was was ended up being sick at the end of that thing for sure but that's funny. most of it was because of our behavior you know right what but.
3: size venues were you guys playing in the early 90s it was
2: maybe a thousand to 1500 that, that was the uh, yeah that was the average i would say
0: and now what's it like? I mean how many you guys play huge rooms, don't you? Yeah, that's
2: the festivals mainly and then it depends on where we are playing. If it's yeah. like South America, you go up in between 3 and 6000. If it's uh, Europe, it's in between 1500 and up to 6000 again. Yeah. Japan is smaller but you know very uh, impressive still because that's all seated venues usually and you have like maybe 2000 at the maximum there. And then it's the US with what do we have for like a thousand to two thousand as well, right?
1: Uh Yeah, we did. It was I think the biggest rooms on this tour was like twenty five hundred yeah. or so, maybe three. But I mean, you know, we did. It depends on the, it depends on the market you're in, right? You know, in Europe, even you know, you can't just say it, it, it's. It, some countries are just far. The bands are far more successful than they are in others. You yeah. know, it just depends. It's weird how that works, but it's yeah, a it's thing. It's a worldwide mm-hmm. phenomenon. Yeah, and uh, we do that,
2: you know. With each and every album, we do a whole cycle, and that keeps us busy for sometimes nowadays eighteen months. Right on.
0: How long has the tour you're on right now been going on for?
1: Well, we're not on tour right now. We did. You're a promo tour or something? We're doing promo right now. Yeah, Yeah, that's why we're here. Yeah, we did. We played
3: here in the city at the PlayStation Theater. We did. Yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah, we did a bunch of stuff in Europe as we were at the same time finishing. Hansi was finishing uh, vocals for the record and then we came to the states and we did our demons and wizards first tour of north america it's very successful kicked serious ass in the states and canada and then we wrapped up the mixing and he had some vocals left to do down in tampa so we mixed it more sounding and uh basically you know here here we are getting ready to release the record but but our touring for demons and wizards is actually done for a while because we both have to get back to work with iced earth and blind guardian mm. so, yeah that's wild yeah I mean, how long
0: does it take you to do vocals? Like, your vocal arrangements are crazy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It it, it depends
2: on... If it it is a full arrangement I'm working on, it takes, like, five to ten days to compose it. Yeah, And then to accomplish it in the studio in between two and three full days, and I split them so it's six days, you know, six half days I'm usually working on it. Then we have at least one big choir session, which... You know for the whole album demands another week, sometimes even more
0: what Where did you come up with that style or that what influenced you to be like that kind of sort of it's almost like opera uh, yeah. I mean, Freddie Mercury. It, yeah, it yeah, is. Freddie, <laughs> I was thinking Freddie Mercury too. I didn't know if you would take that as yeah. a, in a complimentary. <laughs> no, it, it is perfectly fine. Yeah, we, yeah. We uh, like. I was
1: thinking heavy metal Freddie Mercury. That's uh, what I, I've always said. Is that, that what you said? <laughs> I said that for years about it because yeah, he is. He does create vocal parts like that that puts it, that much thought and depth it, into it. You it, know, it's it, the, it easily. It yeah. yeah, it's a really <laughs> an impressive situation
0: going. You got going on in that. well but it it really pops
2: out uh, spontaneously whenever i listen to music and there is a part and i have that idea and i have the opportunity to do all these uh, stacking on on the recording facilities we have so you know i'm trying and trying and trying to come up with i do not follow a a melody line straight and this is the difference so you know I, i go for you know unisono voices voicing in between they just differ in like two different tunings and basically this is the difference that makes it so big
0: wait say that again two different tunings
2: well not two different tuning. harmonies I, you mean or if you i have a harmony right that l- l- runs along for a long time okay. you know it's like you know the same notes yeah. and then they just split at, at spots and yeah. you know i, I do not you necessarily put them at the end but somewhere in between and that gives that different feeling you have
0: when listening yeah. to it do you ever try to challenge yourself to be like? Let me just do one vocal on this. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I try sometimes.
2: Right when listening to it, because the music is also so rich uh, mm-hmm. in Blind Guardian, Deems and Wizards. I'm like, okay, that doesn't make sense at all. We have like uh, a song on on the uh, Touch by the Crimson King album, which mm-hmm. is called Wicked Witch, right. and it started as just an it's acoustic. acoustic one, right? Yeah, no, it is, and it was just that. acoustic guitar, and I worked on it at home and i had a straight line mm-hmm. and that was single voiced and then you know i felt it sounded good but there was so much to add right. and we added that to it and it sounded better and then we came up with you know more arrangement underneath it so at the very end it was a regular ballad but the very first intention was just to have one guitar and
1: w- one voice but yeah. it still feels more natural to me to do I, it this way i think the the maybe the most stripped down thing that we've really ever Together might be the verses and Dark Side of Her Majesty because I think yeah, we just stacked they, you twice just to thicken up the raging. Voice. Exactly. That. I'm not now the choruses and stuff that's big, no, They're no, you're right. Choruses, but in the verses, I think it's yeah. More. So there's a few spots where that happens, but right. not that many. <laughs> <laughs> John,
3: do you ever have any input on the vocals for him where you're like, or oh, it's his uh, own universe?
1: it's It's his own universe, that's the thing that makes the Demons and Wizards thing special. Because yeah. that's Hansi's mastercraft, and if I'm writing songs for Ice Earth, I'm very involved in the vocals because I'm typically writing the lyrics and the vocal melodies. Um, it, I will give him some input depending on where we are, and if it's a song that like I'm if I'm writing lyrics for that song, I'll probably have a little more input, or if it's a conceptual idea that I have, I might have more input. But I trust Hansi and completely, and I know his talent and his abilities, and I feel like if I just give him a good uh soundtrack to work with that's that's a a good vibe you know from i always look at it as like it's the soundtrack of of a movie i mean we're we're trying to create an atmosphere and experience and a to take people off on a journey so if the music can can be there as a bed to inspire him if in this case he's working on the vocal parts um, then it's just fun to sit back and watch what happens you know uh, it just it just depends on what our what for me what project I'm working on and what the particular mission is um how will determine how far I go into that but with demons and wizards it's this is this is us working together and we're giving each other our own space to do what we do knowing that we've we've uh, been blessed enough to come up with something very special and magical for and and something that moves people tremendously i mean yeah so
0: does John bring more of an edge to like than what you're used to or what what does John bring to you that you're not, that you weren't getting in Blind Guardian? It's a
2: different uh, dynamic for sure. Yeah.
0: There's more space. Uh, he more space.
2: really leaves it to the vocalist to, you know, shine. And in Blind Guardian's more like all about orchestration and right. I have to be on top it, of it and I have to control it. So there's even more vocals. And here I feel like, you know, I'm minimizing myself sometimes yeah. but it, it pops out more strong because there's space
0: there's for it, a you know. It's more simple bed.
2: It's not necessarily simple. It's, um, it's defined in a different way. It's more straightforward. Right. Blind Guardian sometimes goes into details everywhere, you know, yeah. and um, the details here are always telling a story. So that's quite different. And, you know, in, in Blind Guardian, it's all about exploring. Right. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, I, to me, the, I, every song I write is to tell a story, and the vocalist is telling the story. Mm-hmm. So regardless of whatever the project is that I'm doing, that's that's the goal. Is, I mean, I want the vocals to shine you know, if it's an instrumental, okay, that's something else, but and there's shit loads of detail in my music, but I leave right. space for the vocals. That's yeah. a, a normal thing. If there's a weaving melody with a bunch of harmonies or what, it depends, man. I mean, if you go into like stuff as big epic stuff from like back in Dante's Inferno or the, the Gettysburg era of the glorious burden, where we have the big orchestra and all that stuff, there's a lot more going on. A lot of lead guitar melodies happening and big vocal parts and orchestration and all that stuff. I mean, I've i've done that too but even then you never you never wonder where is the lead vocal that's it's still telling the story the singer is still narrating what's happening in that particular song it's about the battle of gettysburg so whatever it is you know whatever the particular journey is that we're going down and what the what the goals are or the story of the song or the concept of the album whatever it is i i want the singer to shine that's right. what we're doing here man. I mean, we're making music and we're telling stories you gotta the singers gotta shine it's got to be able to be heard and be you know to make sense to me that's just the way my mind works yeah where so. do you come up with the concepts for what you want the stories to be about uh, well i mean in this in demons and wizards that's mostly on hansi i mean i right. have i have my ideas and usually a song or two on a record i'll contribute some stuff but you write I don't the really... title sometimes i heard you so, talk about like uh or like when you're making the tracks you were on this using titles on this album yeah on this album because i in the last you know 10 or 15 years it's been easier for me to manage my sessions when i'm in when i'm in songwriting mode if i start actually giving the songs the music some title that feels like where it could go but in Iced earth stuff i almost always start with a working title a concept a theme of a song and then create the music craft the music to sound that way so that it it all makes sense in this case I did that also I gave us a bunch of working titles and we kept most of them but I'm always open when I'm working with Hanzi to all that changing but I for me just being able to go into the sessions and work you know mm-hmm. I, I gotta have some frame of reference because in the old days I would call songs like Fred right. you know just right. really stupid shit and Tom then you can Jerry yeah exactly and then you go <laughs> that would be a good <laughs> one <laughs> <laughs> but That's it's funny it's just hard to control you know to know what you're going to work on if right. you do stuff like that so I you know i changed my strategy with that kind of thing a little bit but that's cool yeah
0: where do you come up with the storylines then like what do you just get inspired by books or movies or what like- yeah
2: that is one of my main sources especially yeah. books yeah but uh, it can be also freestyle and this is even more common in demons and wizards than in Blank guardian because Blank guardian is sort of so huge and over the top that you know th- that fantasy uh universe really fits very well to the music and therefore I I stick to that pretty much when it comes to Blind Guardian and Demon's Wizards it's a little different there is like you know there's an insane approach in a song let's say for instance in in Split and then I go into a direction of multiple personalities you Mm -hmm. know and trying to come up with my own story that's a fictive story of course about a guy comparable to what happened in the movie split you know there's one specific character person mm-hmm. who tries to get in control and you know tries you know to get the other ones captured or out of the way and um, yeah th- but that is related to the music or midas disease for example which is mm-hmm. about a, a corrupt tv pre- preacher which they're all mm-hmm. and um, it's more about the sensation how they manipulate people and right. with how much bullshit they get through so it's uh quite easy to interpret that into different directions then we have like uh, children of Cain*, which is about a dystopian society called the children of Cain, and in this um, society the murdering of your brother is an established tool become a grown-up it's pretty much the only tool to become a grown-up wow. and stuff like this and as said there's also like uh, the inspiration by Books like uh, the Stormlight Archives, for example, written by Brendan Sanderson, which is more in my ballpark. That's my comfort zone, because this is what I'm doing with Blank Guardian.
0: Yeah. Have you ever thought about writing a song like I Want to Hold Your Hand? <laughs> that's funny man that's, I, I have never yeah, as big of a Kiss fan as I am Right. I don't think I've ever
1: written one song about getting late yeah Christine 16 yeah, something right. like that yeah. you ever, you ever, yeah. Strutter for yeah, instance Strutter like, is it you, you know <laughs> I was
2: born for loving you baby yeah. I, I got very strange love songs if yeah. we do so like on, on the uh, Touch by The Crimson King we have Love's yeah. Tragedy Asunder, which is inspired yeah. by a news report about an old couple where they lived together in a house yeah. and the the wife got weaker and weaker so and the old man as well and so he couldn't take care on her anymore and instead of giving her to you know a home where she didn't want to go he just you know commits suicide for the two of them right so that's my sort of love story if there i go you into go, that direction
0: where 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 were you born
2: in Germany, In that's Germany? Uh, very close to the Dutch border.
0: Oh, okay. And how'd you get into music? Were you ba- basically, by or? no, just by the sensation
2: of listening to it. You uh-huh. know, I bought the Purple record when I was like 11 oh, or 12, purple. and that got me into music as much as I am now. Yeah. And over the years, th- that
1: got more and more. You know, you cannot decide it, but it's a passion. Yeah. What about you, John? Uh, well, my older sister got got me. Into music for, she was five years older. And well, my mother worked for RCA actually. Oh, really? He, yeah, back in the day for the television division. Oh, okay. But we would get free vinyl as much as we wanted out wow. of the warehouse because they had one of those record clubs that they were connected with, That's like intense. the old Columbia House shit, you know. And so every month we could just pull whatever records. But my earliest exposure to bands like Black Sabbath and Alice Cooper, you know, I'm three, four, five years old mm-hmm. here in that Zeppelin, Deep Purple, all that and it just felt right to me no matter what i i heard stuff like my mom tried to get me to listen to herman's hermits and shit like that and i was like yeah no (laughs) i like the big heavy gnarly guitar sounds of black sabbath and that kind of stuff and the eeriness the creepy i always loved the dark stuff always so maybe that's why i'm the demon i don't know but it's always been a very good de- demon i'm the demon yeah. really that's, that's what he de- believes <laughs> the demon and the wizard are you the oh yeah the, oh and you're the wizard yeah <laughs> that actually makes sense yeah i oh, look at my i mean if you look at if you, i agree well that's, actually. that's the whole <laughs> i'm just happy <laughs> to hear that you haven't
0: thought about it so far <laughs> that's because many people do and i'm like okay no
1: i didn't no i didn't i didn't relate it that way but, uh, i wasn't uh, taking it that literally no but that's really where it comes from because <laughs> if you a wizard look at hat
3: on John. It's pretty spot on too that's true (laughs) he
1: outperforms me that's so bad yeah I mean it's it's definitely like where the initial idea of the name came from because Mm -hmm. well somebody was calling you demon and somebody like
0: man what was the story of how the name came
1: it came from me Trying to figure out a name What we could call our new project And right. I was thinking about What is it that describes us And what have our band's images And what we're You know, I was always writing really dark stuff I mean, right. fr- from And some could say, you know, very demonic Or very anti-establishment Very anti-established you yeah. know, established religion Government, everything And uh, rebellious in nature And they were always more on the fantasy stuff Doing the Lord of the Rings and all that right. So I was, I was ha- talking to my ex-wife and i've said it needs to be something like dark and and or but demon and and my she said well she loves hansi and she said what about angels i said right demon's an angel i said hansi's no angel but he is a wizard <laughs> right that's the name demons and wizards and of course uriah heap came to mind and i'm like but yeah, who cares it fits us perfect so i called hansi and i said dude I think this is the name for us, and he loved it. And then we had uh, Travis Smith of worked, he up did. The, worked up to the. <laughs> <love>. <laughs> it has it was, wizard in it, but but the was, and he's the wizard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, I always wanted to be the wizard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. no one's rejecting being the wizard, dude. <laughs> hey, it's it works and it just fits. It works perfect for us. I mean, really yeah. it really does. And we both really are a yeah, little of both, you know. Yeah. It's a, but it's a. Thing that just fits it just fits beautifully for the history of ice earth and blind guardian our friendship and really what we are and the fact that we we both are very capable of both right you know things it's a it's pretty cool it's a pretty cool perfect name for our band
0: yeah well what what made you guys take so long to follow up the last
1: record because it's been like fifteen years, it's a, or something. Iced Earth and Blind Guardian touring and Non-stop. album cycle. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just a matter that to do this right. We have to our holes and our schedules have to line up. It's you know, it's like from the time that I started writing songs or the time that I flew over to Germany to have initial meetings with Hansi until now, it's a year and three months or whatever. Okay, that's that's a dedicated period of time to make this happen to tour, make the record. And now it's getting ready to come out if if're if he's out in the middle of a world tour and I have a little bit of time in my schedule to do it, or vice versa, our schedules aren't lining up, and we're we're not able to to do it you know right. and that's really been our biggest challenge early early in our careers. this holes in our schedules were lining up. I mean we did two European tours together on the first two iced earth records we were releasing and touring at the same time we were out doing it together but then as things grew for us both and started to go global, the bands got bigger, the tours got longer. Uh, it turned into a, you know, there was album cycles where I Earth would literally be out on the road for eight months and only go home for a couple of weeks here and there, and we're going all over the globe. And it, that's they were doing the same thing. So you, it got bigger. It got global. Getting the schedules to line up to where we could devote this kind of time to demons and wizards is difficult you know right it's it really is where'd you guys record it
2: well we're, different places yeah we started at John's place there
1: we did a production Indiana oh, we yeah. did all of the instruments there wow. all of the drum my studio at all of you know drums all the all of the instruments the vocals were handled
2: then we did you know have no choice but doing some of the recordings in Europe, Mm -hmm. basically to my comfort, because we were uh, preparing the tour at the same time. Um, We we got an offer to headline Wacken uh, prior to our starting of recording and uh, even songwriting of this album. We just announced we would be willing to do this album and then all the promoters came and they they needed headliners or co-headliners for some of the European festivals. And that was an opportunity we had to take. And therefore it was clear we would have to split the recordings. We went to um, my place and did the uh, rehearsals for the tour there as well as I did a lot of vocals there. And we ended up after the tour in Tampa, Florida to mix the album and I also did some more vocals there. So it was a little bit of a treble.
0: Is there an outside producer on this stuff, or do you guys?
1: Sell- There's several. Well, we we did it. You know, yeah. it, ultimately, we worked with uh, Jim Morris at the in the early stage, and at the end stage, we worked with Charlie um, Bauerfind, who's done a lot of Blind Guardian stuff. Tommy Geiger, mm-hmm. we've done worked with uh, some Yost Van from from the Netherlands. Did uh, recorded the the classical choir in his studio in the Netherlands. So I mean, there there was like five. Five engineers, then Tom Morrison uh, mastered the thing with my direction. I mean, I was giving him. He, I told him this is what we want to have because you, there's a lot of things you can do in mastering, and you can really fuck things up. Not yeah. that Tom would, but I mean, we want The challenge is always we need to have have our the music be in the playlist world. It needs. It needs to be loud enough mm-hmm. to be competitive in a playlist world. But then we're, we're old school squashed. guys that want a dynamic record. Right. So that, you know, normally means we got to do two different masters. We got to at least do a digital master and a vinyl master. But, you know, we've even gone, I've gone as far and I start to do, you know, here's a streaming master, here's a CD master, and then there's a vinyl master. So everything's, at, it's handled and treated a little bit differently. But if you do your job right during the the, the entire production, there really is little to do in the EQing part of a mastering job, just right. about adding some sparkle on the top end and controlling the low end, so that you it. can crank it right. and still have the drums and the rhythm guitars and everything feel ballsy as fuck without the speakers loud farting and low out. Volume as well. Exactly, like all of these different things, and they, you know, they know. And I explained that to Tom when I was looking for, him, and he got it right away. So we were because we were thinking about going back to Zeus, who's also done. He's a great mastering engineer. Um, But Tom nailed it. He got it right away. So
0: explain to people like who don't really know metal world that well, the metal world, like what are the different styles of metal and how do they get classified as such? Like European speed metal versus America, you know, like what are the different styles of metal for people? We hate pointing out these categories because uh, they, don't, they don't, no problem exist. at all. They don't they, exist? They do not exist, yeah. Right, because well, for confusing. us they don't. It's confusing, well, yeah. it's like, what is, is it? Speed metal, power, like, you
2: know, like. With Blind Guardian, we headlined a big festival uh-huh. in Germany and right. there was a guy announcing us. Yeah. And <laughs> they were, you know, just really looking for the word, for the description of blind guardian yeah and to make that the biggest in the world you know and they ended up with the biggest fantasy metal band in the world <laughs> we more or less the only fantasy metal band yes by yeah. that, see by wizard that term, see wizard yeah. wizard <laughs> But by that term we are the biggest fantasy metal in the world yeah. fantasy and metal they, you know there's
0: horror metal and there's gore metal right and, you know there's yeah, who's crime make, metal whatever He's making all that shit up uh, we don't know and you know there's people online that think that they're experts on those specific things and they've like really get upset if you call one one thing and the yeah. other the other thing.
2: And the two of us, we get upset if people call us power metal.
1: R- Why? <laughs> it's because it's so, it's like, look, look, there's, I mean, the problem is there's a lot of, there's a lot of cheesy shit in all of these genres, but in power metal specifically, there's some it's very, more. very cheesy bands. Oh. And I just don't think it's fair to either one of us because we cover so many dynamics in our own bands and in Demons and Wizards. It's everything from, it's a it's metal. It's a metal, you right. know, imagine calling Iron Maiden or, or Judas Priest a power metal band. Right. I mean, that's what we are doing, the same kind of music, you know? Yeah. it's. It's maybe even more theatrical and more dynamic in, in I, a lot of ways, you know. Yeah, it's definitely.
0: Yeah, it's definitely on the level of the- theater for sure. Than Iron Maiden, I would yeah. say for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's just maybe more so. It, d- yeah. There is there's more <laughs> there is more things. Yeah. <laughs> there's more Iron things wizard. happen, but it's one of the, it's just one of those
1: things where the whole the whole uh, like pigeonholing bands into these categories i realize because there's so many bands and you know it's a crowded genre or style of music that they have to f- some way figure out a way to explain to people but mm-hmm. that when you lump us up in with bands that are seriously cheesy i just get annoyed by it because we're we're really not that right. you know it's
3: but within metal, would you say there's like European metal that has its char- characteristics, and the U.S. metal? If we're dropping all the subcategories, yeah, within still the metal, it's all still there's no real difference. Between. But there is a difference. Is. I mean, okay.
2: however, there comes culture. Iced Earth probably is the most European-inspired metal band in the U.S. I would say, uh, uh, but we. What's are, that mean? when it's European there inspired. are some uh, maybe because he's inspired by Iron Maiden and Judas Priest and they oh, okay. are defined as European I bands you know okay. that's more your pair of shoes than for instance Queensryche or Metallica
1: you know right. I cannot right. hear that a little bit of Metallica maybe but uh, yeah. you know yeah but I grew up on the same stuff Hetfield did you know it's the yeah. same shit it's the yeah. he would the, all those dudes were new wave of British heavy metal, metal yeah. fans and old wave of British that's me that's I grew yeah. up on exactly the same stuff yeah so that's that you're right that's where it comes from it comes from the those bands
2: we have that discussion in the studio a lot of times and uh, there however you look at it especially if it comes to Germany and some of these center European bands there's a little more of a marching feeling to the music okay you know it's very controlled it's yeah. very precise but also on the grid, you know but not over the top on the grid yeah this is how I look at it and there's a tiny little bit more of swing in american metal bands yeah you know and that is most probably related to history and culture we grew up with classical music and you know folk music for example the germans did grow up uh, with um, schlager music Uh and what's that mean this is where the cheesiness yeah yeah, this is where really yeah it's no it's popular german folk music somehow you know there is some very modern elements in there and this has an effect on some of the band and that is very prominent in a lot of uh power metal bands and this is when it becomes cheesy because the melodies they are so obvious halloween as a band from the very early area era and they developed into different directions but they started with somehow children nursery songs you know rhymes that, that stuff and uh, that was very popular for a while and for some people it still is like the big thing. And so they built up their melodies on what I consider to be quite simple patterns. And this so makes...
0: They, <coughs> they're a power metal band you think is kind of cheesy? Halloween?
2: No, Halloween is not because they no, developed... original. Yeah, they are original and they, yeah. they developed into a different direction and they are very diverse as well. But yeah. their beginning has that uh, elements in there. And that was very uh, inspiring
1: to many power metal bands. Yeah, many, many. Yeah. There's so many copies of... of uh, That's Halloween, Halloween. which uh, was in itself, with a very Iron Maiden-like thing, except the the sort of childish little melodies that they came up with from a vocal standpoint over the top. That's the way I I never got into them. Not early. I've learned to appreciate their stuff more, and they're very talented musicians and everything. But it's just not my not my cup of tea, man. Not into it, right you guys explore other genres
0: like hip hop folk like all that kind of stuff i mean not to make or necessarily but listening to
1: i i can't do hip hop at all but folk music and country and like i mean i love you know old johnny cash i love, there's a, mm-hmm. a, a artist called the white buffalo who's a, yeah he's the dude jake smith is he's fucking great. amazing mm-hmm. he's an incredible you, you played with him once somewhere i yeah i, I remember yeah. yeah it's true yeah, i he, did a show with him really yeah yeah, yeah. He's a dude. He's great. I saw he has him in. a new in, album coming out. Yeah, killer. I got them all, man. And I saw him in Louisville, Kentucky, and it was one of the best shows I've ever seen in front of like 300 people. Dude, his three-piece band just fucking owned the situation. No house light. I mean, they used house lights, house PA, set up their own shit, and it was the most honest performance I've seen in years. And really powerful. But anyway, I mean, I love that kind of stuff. I love all all different I love all different kinds of music, but I can't really handle rap or hip hop or like techno. You know that that electronic dance music shit. I can't do it. It makes me want to like go hang myself. So you it's didn't listen bad. to Jesus is King? <laughs> Who the Kanye? The new Kanye album, Jesus is King. <laughs> I <I'll> missed <laughs> that one, man. You Sorry. missed it. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll go check it out and get back to you. My review. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. I'm lying. That's never gonna happen. Uh, you will. Uh, what about double uh, It's it's all about
2: country and western. Uh, I, I listen to everything, I, listen. Is, yeah. yeah. Um, rap and hip hop excluded. That's really, no the same here. That.
0: And there is a even when you work out. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> hip <some> hop. <hip-hop. laughs> There's a lot of hip hop.
2: Yeah, of course. <laughs> this is why I don't have any muscles in my body. <laughs> um, I really appreciate almost every music. Right. Even German Schlager has some good songs, especially yeah. if you go back to the seventies. Yeah. But uh, hip hop and rap I can't stand. And there is a German division. There are German artists mm-hmm. singing in German, almost close, almost always closely related to uh, a, an immigrant background, and they, they they have their own slang language, and I
0: I can't stand that. Not at all. It's
2: yeah. cheesy music, and you know the lyrics are also kind of out of this world yeah
0: what are your favorite what are your favorite bands uh,
2: my all-time favorite band would be deep purple deep followed purple. by queen and then it's you know all the prog rock from the 70s rush um, rush yeah. genesis Fucking a lot of the european stuff. gentle giant would be another one i, oh, right I really on. love yeah
0: yeah and oh Genesis, you like that? signed I like to a lot. Peter Gabriel's label. That's how I No way. Yeah, that's how I got into the music business. Cool. I got signed by wow. Him in Wow. You've been in the studio? The real world studio? Oh yeah, I made my oh. first three records out there. No way. I yeah. need to listen to that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's an amazing studio. We were yeah. we were trying to get in there in you the You guys
0: should go record there. You'd have fun. Is that in the UK? Yeah, well, it's in it's in Box, which is 15 minutes outside of Bath. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> in, in the U- <laughs> UK, yeah. Bath, Box, England. Bath.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's too expensive. I mean, <laughs> however you look y'all. at
0: it. you guys are huge.
1: Come on. Well, yeah, but uh, we plus, have our own studios. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your own studio. We invested all the bread there. We got to use them. <laughs> right. That's true. What yeah. about
0: you, John? What are your favorite bands?
1: Um, well, my the reason I do this is Kiss. So I'm a, I, yeah. you don't really hear it in my music, but they're definitely – I mean, I've been a fan for 45 years. Yeah, so, me too. Um, but Black Sabbath is certainly an sure. influence musically. Um, Iron Maiden. Judas Priest, you know the new wave of British, old wave of dude. It all, it's all there. Yeah, Metallica was later, and I was already developing like my way of playing and everything. I mean, I was already riffing like I do. Yeah. And then I heard a friend turn me on to uh, Ride the Lightning, and I was like, "Fuck, this guy's sounds like I sound." And they're awesome, and they got you know. I mean, I could tell this that band was gonna get. Huge. huge i didn't yeah. expect that to happen because they were so heavy i never thought they there they be so a, heavy when they first
0: came out yeah. i was like what the fuck got, is this it's killer and i, I was just like, like, like i can't i
1: could still can't believe yeah. that now in america you can be driving down the street and hear ride the lightning on the fucking radio yeah like back then i thought never I that's never gonna happen right it but, seems uh, so dangerous and aggressive it was yeah it was it was amazing for the time it was like yeah. the You know, the the they took those elements of the new wave of British heavy metal and said, Okay, you're gonna hear that stuff, but now we've got this whole new fucking thing going on. Mm -hmm. You know, and it was which they did. They started a whole other genre. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely love Metallica. I still do. And I, it's, uh, but like I said, my styles were being crafted from the stuff that I was exposed to as a really young kid, and that's you know Kiss, Black Sabbath, Alice Cooper. A little bit later was Ozzie. Maiden and Priest. Ozzy for sure. Love- yeah, deal. I serious. love the first Me two Ozzy albums. Ozzie. First two Ozzy albums are. Diary of a Madman is one of my all-time favorite albums. That's the
2: vibe in his voice. You know, it's. Undescribable, but uh, it touches you, you know. Yeah, whatever he's doing,
0: who's better, Dio or Ozzy?
2: You cannot compare. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, from, knew, yeah. that would, I but, knew that would freak you out. That question, well, I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's Black Sabbath, <laughs> right? And they only had great vocalists, yeah. However, true. you look at it, Tony Martin is on the same level as well. I mean, the, the albums were almost as mm-hmm. good, also. But when it, i was a kid
1: that yeah. debate annoyed me because i love yeah, them man. both yeah. i love I them mean, both too and it's it's a it's like it's night and day yeah I mean, I it, 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 for the yeah. first time yeah, yeah. if <laughs>
0: we're evil
1: or divine we're <laughs> the last Dude, in line. ronnie was Remember the fucking she, man yeah, yeah of yeah, course of course last in but, but it, is, it is exactly what it is night and day you yeah. know? i mean yeah. well, a guy who
2: can transfer so many emotions like Ozzy does with yeah. the range he is having. I mean, he must be very special. Yeah. And Dio, of course, is in control of everything. So you cannot compare them. I asked yeah. my
0: high school music teacher once, like, who's better, Ozzy or uh, Dio? Because she was like into like that kind of stuff. And she goes, well, Dio's a better singer, but Ozzy is better. Like yeah, <laughs> that, blew, like, a- that blew my mind. Yeah. I was like, wait. Oh, wow, okay. Like I mean, I, I got it. Like I yeah. was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Ozzy's a, you, a character. Yeah. yeah. You know,
1: Ronnie, and, he, and he's an amazing character. But yeah. Ronnie was a true singer. Yeah. You know? I mean, he Gets was creative, it. melody yeah. lines, unbelievable sounding tone of his uh-huh. voice, power for a little dude fucking the spirit, Huge. the size of the Empire State Building. What a great guy. Yeah, he was, he was amazing. But even on Very stage, if you look at it, you know, Ozzy yeah. isn't doing anything,
2: you know. He's just has there. the presents, you know, and, <laughs> and he did whatever he did, which was also magic. He,
0: Wait, he's not doing nothing that's
1: right <laughs> and leapfrogging yeah. you gotta, i don't know if he's Throw doing that too much anymore. Of water. <laughs> that's right he, <laughs> throwing the buckets of water he, yeah. he by the way makes
0: me number two in clapping hands yeah. with the wrong beats you know <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he's the only one who's better at that that's funny did you hear ozzy's new song
1: i did ah, amazing what do you think you i like it's fucking it or? amazing i yes. like the heavy one there's a it's few like new beetle ones leaf it's very beetle. are you talking you about are. the one with Elton John yeah okay that's cool but I like the heavy one oh, the I one, heard that, uh, one. that yeah. oh, it's really the name it's fucking killer oh. from the grave something yeah under the grave under the, the grave is? Is. Yeah. yeah and it's it's got like a there's like a riot gotta check out the video there's yeah. like a riot scene going on oh, okay. in the city and it's really it's he's like i make you defecate he's <laughs> like you just the ozzy just said i'm gonna make you shit your pants he just <laughs> right. said that in a line and it's cool uh, no know, i know what it means. Get away with that. <laughs> that's funny it's amazing uh, yeah see that's
2: it, the privilege of being a german i didn't know what he was thinking about yeah, that's well
1: defecate means to shit <laughs> yeah so okay he's gonna make you shit cross your pants with,
3: with ozzy or any of your heroes on the road
1: yeah oh yeah, yeah. that's cool yeah it is cool did, did <laughs> well, you guys get to kick it with him Ozzy Um, Ozzy was, when I met Ozzy, that was on uh, early 90s, so like 92, and I think Zach was in, maybe the uh, um, No Rest for the Wicked Era, is that right? Or maybe somewhere around there. And that was, he kind of looked through me, so I wasn't sure... If anybody was really home or not. I mean, uh-huh. it was nice, but it was right. just like there was no real. But with Ronnie, I got to know Ronnie, you know, several times and we toured together. Right. So that was a whole nother, like I, I considered Ronnie a friend in a way. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, we had a, a really nice connection and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it, it was a, very sad when when we lost Ronnie. Sorry about you know, that. Yeah, but I mean that's that's like a, a different that, that's a different level. Like I didn't never I never got to know Ozzy on that level. I just met him once, and I just always had this feeling he was kind of looking through me. Right. You know, it was a little different. But uh, he's a seen lot of, a lot of life. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I mean, we've seen the, a lot of life, but he's seen he's a lot, seen a of lot, life. a lot of life. That's right. But I met you know. Uh, halford and, and bruce dickinson and steve yeah. harris and all these guys that are my definite heroes and that's been
0: pretty yeah cool. apparently those guys are salt of the earth like the iron maiden guys totally
1: yeah, yeah. bruce dickinson flying a plane and shit like that he's amazing dude he's that's crazy n- he's a, he's, that dude's got energy for like a hundred humans that's wild it's pretty amazing yeah he's
0: celebrating life he is so let me ask you guys this because I noticed on your new video too, there's like the upside down crosses happen and stuff like that. And I'm just thinking of like Dio and he's such a nice guy and a lovely guy, but he also had a lot of that sort of satanic imagery. Like where, where is that coming from and how do you like, and they're even in the new song, there's some lyrics about Beelzebub and stuff like that. Exactly. Does yeah. that kind of stuff freak you out? Like, do you think like how are you? Yeah. Just what do you think?
2: Well, it's, like, it's a bit of storytelling. It goes back right. to, to the very first album we did, which was a song um, related to a song called Heavenly Nice. Right. And that is telling the story of the fall of Lucifer. Right, okay. And when we were talking about the perfect opening song for this album, we both were sure that a statement, you know, a very harsh statement, would be the perfect entrance into this season. Yeah. And therefore, we composed a song like this at the very last moment. Right. And um, John named it Diabolic yeah. and I was like, OK, if it's called Diabolic and it's so intense okay, and I go back to to Heaven Denies and to Lucifer's Fall. And I picked up some of the ideas I have had there and we we follow the story told there and in that story, heaven is a dystopian place. So you right. know, we, we just question what is good and what is bad and yeah. what is wrong and what is right. You know, and uh, therefore we, we put in as much dramatic aspects as we could also in the in the video and we had a um, Song on the first album. Uh, it was a trilogy and that was about a super supernatural ingenious uh, creature about to destroy the whole universe Yeah, because he was so disappointed with all the lies about religion and he was also following the way of Jesus Mm. Getting to the uh, hills of Golgotha and just figuring out there is no one at the center of the cross There is no Jesus right and we that as an inspiration for the video as well and we just turned it the other way around we were like you know crucified upside upside down by heaven but then you
0: grew wings and flew away exactly but if you look to the the center there's also
2: we we did that right we we put in the empty cross in the center in the center yeah Yeah. so there is no satan that's that's basically the message there there is you know there is no evil there is no evil.
1: we're just we're the rebel angels getting cast out right going to join the rebellion against the dystopian heaven that's kind of the right but it's it's all about the view what's wrong yeah, What's right it's, it's
0: all man-made you know yeah. to say so but what do you what do you mean by that
2: it's all well man-made. it's the whole album is pretty much about the supernatural aspect of human beings you know we Not are supernatural we are a supernatural race by all meanings You know, whatever we are doing is not natural. And um, we have... You mean just in general, humanity? In general, everything. Building a house is not natural.
0: Right. (laughs) It is not.
2: You know, if you really look at it, it's not. The internet is not natural. It's supernatural. It's almost a divine quality we're having. But we are not able, we're not capable in using it. But what's natural
0: then? Because we are,
2: humans are natural and then... Well, they they aren't anymore. You know, the the brain, whatever we're doing with our fingers may... Be it the thumb or the brain, I don't know. But th- that has delivered us, us into a different position, you know. I guess. We, we do not depend on almost anything. You well, know? I think like, this whole
0: thing could be a simulation. Th- have you heard the simulation Dude. theory? Like, you know, like no, what's natural? Like that's just, everything that's here in a way springs from here because where else could it spring from? Well, we
1: just can't get our heads around it. Right. It, could be, it could be that this is a particular wavelength it could be that like there's a veil and literally right here is another existence with completely different consequences and there and there and there and it's a ripple effect through time that we can't possibly get our heads around but all we can we know that we do have a divine spark yeah that we we do have this ability to create create things you know whatever they are to build things to basically if you can imagine something in your mind you can make it real and you can make it happen. And a lot of the, the, uh, to me, the system that we grow up in based fear based systems, control based yeah. systems, whether it's religion, government, you know, university institutions that, that rule us, right, that form us are the things that keep us from reaching our true potential. Because if we were able to tap into our true potential, we're basically unstoppable. And those who control everything and keep order, on the earth yeah. don't want us to tap into the true potential that's what i believe yeah, I you're exactly fucking right thank you <laughs> <laughs> no i'm I, ding, ding, I, I, ding 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 yeah. Ding, yeah. ding 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 yeah. ding ding yeah. ding so
0: how did you discover your ability to manifest your reality because a lot of humans don't have that ability and like and obviously the pair of you guys do to i knew it a certain it when, degree when i was a kid to a certain degree this to is what certain, it is yeah, to yeah. a
1: certain degree yeah, of course we're all on a continuum of that yeah. i mean I knew it when I was a kid. When I could manifest things from that I because I started off as an as an artist before, right? The painter, I became right. yeah drawing, painting, uh, yeah. doing. You still charcoal. do that? No, um, do it act, again, I, man. I I, I will. At age as
0: well, it's like yeah. a good thing to do when you get old. I paint yeah. too. And oh, cool. It's like,
1: yeah, and it's. I want to do it again. Kick it back up. I'm thinking about it. But the thing is, is once I got a guitar, all of my creative energy went into writing songs. You know, it was like, that's where, that's where it went because I, but I, but the reason I know is that I started to figure out that I was able to manifest my destiny was because I could visually see something and put it on paper. And then it started to happen where if I set my will to, for something to happen, it started to happen. And I knew that's, I was talking to my girlfriend recently about this. Like I, when things get weird, I just put faith in me. I invest in me because I know I'll be able to do what it is that needs to happen. I'm not going to put money in the stock market when it's crazy, but I will invest in my ideas and in my creativity and I'll go forward and I'll feel comfortable with that. Who taught you that? I I think good parents, my, uh, yeah, but my dad was, uh, very inspiring in terms of setting goals. Right. That, he was a, a very earthly, goal-driven person. But I think there's some other spiritual thing that taught me that stuff. You right. know, he gave me the tools and the, you got to be responsible for your actions, do what you say you're going to do, set short-term goals, mid-term goals, life goals, do it all, plan it out, you, you know, That's all these great. things, that which was a killer structure. like you have a good father. He was amazing. Fuck, ab- Absolutely amazing. <laughs> Congratulations. I miss him. I miss him. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. 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 But so yeah,
0: is prayer? Do you, like you talked about divine stuff? Is prayer a part of your life, or do
1: you have any kind of like I, uh, belief in that regard? I I feel like meditation is the, the which I'm not doing is the app.
0: Do what the meditation app Headspace? I don't know. Any no, I have going, uh, sorry. I
1: have one that uh, that's uh, autogenic training which is something that the Germans came up with it's uh, about 60 70 training. years ago. Yeah, and that's something that is very much like a meditation app. Autogenic it, training. Autogenic training, yeah. Is and that's a, pretty cool. And it gets you if you get into a space where you're practicing it, you literally feel like your body weighs a thousand pounds in the or you're into the earth's gravity like you can't move. If and I so your
0: YouTube search autogenic training it'll Yeah, or if come you up? go to
1: the Apple uh, App Store, app you'll store? find yeah, autogenic training. Okay, and right. it's a for this, I want you remind me to look okay. that up because yeah, it's cool. And then I think in that space, whenever and I'm not being very good to myself because I'm not going there very often lately. But it's, it's really amazing things happen, and I think that's when you're connecting to source, mm-hmm. and that's where so much of this of the stuff comes from. So yeah, um, but I do prayer is a different thing. I mean, I went off in a journey in the desert, which is a huge aspect of where this album came from. You know, right. I took off because I was burned out, fried and i went out to sedona arizona and hiked for a month and spent days in the desert On by myself yeah by myself just That's a wild, tent dude. under the stars building a fire sitting there contemplating playing a native american flute fucking around thinking walking enjoying nature and, and the earth and in that space all kinds of things came in Did and i think psychedelics whenever...
0: have anything to do with no, it no 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 i don't just need all just natural. out there yeah
1: all natural i mean i i thought about that believe yeah. me but and you know we as a band have talked about doing that together iced earth has but we haven't yet but i mean i'm it's there's some if we can get out of the fucking rat race yeah and get our heads connected to source then that's where you can really tap into the true power of humanity and that's that's what we all are missing do you listen to abraham hicks i never heard of him oh my god
0: you should check that out too like because it's a she but she channels in a whole group of people and they call abraham hicks or whatever and it's like yeah anyway it's all about but the way you're speaking she talks about source and all that stuff tapping into source it's just re- reminiscent of that same energy so you went and camped out on your own for like a month
1: yeah well i every about every two to three days i would go back and get supplied and cleaned up because okay. i didn't you know i'm climbing some serious heights and I only had to handle so much weight to be able to do yeah. everything that I wanted to do and and to carry supplies. You know what I mean? I didn't take a gun out so I wasn't hunting and yeah. you know I mean I was taking enough food with me to last for a few for, days. Yeah, three days max. What, what motivated out. that? Has that something you've done com- before? Or no. It was just a brand new thing. Felt like I needed to do it like I, wanna I had to. I want to do this. You should do it. <laughs> yeah. I should recommend it for everybody. Yeah, it's a, you, you will, all of the bullshit with the phones and the the distractions and all the garbage just goes away and you get you just get into a space that's very very comfortable i had a hard time coming back i mean i did i was like i was very complete and whole and i coming back to the to the rat race was just horrifying to me you know it was weird so it took a little bit of an adjustment but i i mean a week later i was with my brother in germany and we're planning and it was like everything's gonna be okay but it was really like a almost a culture shock having to think to come back to the world in that way when you i know, was so much year,
0: peace you at know? this time i moved to mexico and like and i was there i got an apartment i was like i'm out of the rat race and uh then when i came back ehud was like let's start this podcast and i was like fuck I'm <laughs> back in the rat race <laughs> it happens man <laughs> What about you? What do you have any kind of like any kind of practice in the spiritual realm? Or yeah, I did like the that? the Maharishi
2: oh, meditation back TM. in the days. Yeah, TM. Yeah, and it, it was okay, but I gave it up after a while. Yeah, it really didn't bring me anywhere. So, right, my 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 journey is the quest for the source, you know, which I know is within. Yeah, and um, I'm always amazed when it expresses itself, and that happens with songwriting, for example. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. But uh, going back true. to the uh, the question, I do prayers, you know. Yeah. However, I, I relate to it when something comes to a point, and I was advised to do so, you know. Someone mentioned to us, you know, how long you need to speak to that universal pr-
0: um, force. Mm-hmm. And
2: I, I do that from time to time. Yeah, yeah.
0: me too, man. I, I practice yoga just about every day. And do and I and do a run. I did a little run today, and then a yoga before this. Even though we're meeting pretty early, Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I know. Yeah. I'm gonna go do a yoga after that. I have to like keep my like, I have to drive myself towards the light. Yeah. Or else the dark. You, you will need just, to. Yeah. Yeah. You, exactly. You,
2: you, you know. We you, we will be devoured, consumed by it. It's so easy. You know. I also gave up to pay attention to everything. What is going on you know, in this world because you cannot change it. And uh, with regard to that, I'm more and more uh, coming to the conclusion that, you know, doing good things in your nearer environment is the best thing you can do. Uh, otherwise, yeah. you know, you just get lost and it's, you know, a wishful thinking, you know, by, you know, changing anything. But if you really want to some, uh, change th- something, do it at home. Do it
0: well, yeah. at, at
2: your environment, in your neighborhood and uh, pick it up from there and um, this is what i'm working on and it's
0: you know going quite well yeah well you're inspiring a lot of people you know so that's also huge this helps yes yeah Yeah. sometimes when
2: i look back to the beginning i haven't even thought about that it was all about the music it was just you know yeah you know doing what we wanted to do and um, then after like three or four albums you realize that you were a lot you you meant a lot to people you know yeah
1: you don't really know it yeah, and you and don't then, notice you don't notice cuz it comes later it's when you trip. just
2: hear the stories you know what yeah. happened to the people like you know they they were facing a severe uh, disease or something mm-hmm. and we have them getting through it i mean yeah Maybe they would that, have survived.
3: That's the pipes, John. It's, it's the, once pipe. an hour for three minutes. Oh <laughs> and my God! No, okay. it does that. Okay. New but, York, uh, New York City. Pipes. Maybe it's
2: just coincidence, you know, and they would have survived anyway. Right. But they related to the music, and they said it gave power to them, and therefore I also believe that this had an impact on their uh, recovering. And it was, you know, sometimes really uh,
0: serious things. Where you know, I know a lot of people died from. Yeah. Yeah, this we had this uh, artist on the podcast named Agnes O'Bell, and she said that she had a theory that music came from the sea, like when we used to be in the sea or something, and it's like the language of the sea. I don't know. I don't know why I just thought of it. What do you guys think of that?
1: Do you well, I mean, it's the sounding all? of the whales. I mean, it's yeah.
0: probably the connection
1: to that. I, I don't know. It's It's yeah. very... I, I don't know. It's a where it's all frequencies. Every single thing, vibration. You know, it's all vibrations. Every yeah. single thing is made up of energy. This mic stand. Every single thing has energy. It has yeah. power. It's just you wouldn't think of that because maybe it's not an animated object, but there still is. If you have the, I have the totem. I know of your necklace is a rad dude. And this is a raven, you know. So that it's a piece of silver mm-hmm. with the intention of a raven carved into it, yeah. but that means to me that the energy of the raven's always with me. So I put power in that and believe yeah. that my, my spirit animal, my, the raven is here, it's with yeah. me. You know? And, that's, and because I believe that, it's true. Right. And there is something from it, you know? and that's the power of humanity. Basically that's Christian belief. That's a good thing about Christian belief. You know, it's, it's not if it really happened or
2: not, it's more like you know, we want it to be true and that makes it the truth yeah and it gives it
1: energy it has energy yeah how'd you discover the raven is your spirit animal well that's a long story but it's a um, it came with the uh, on the incorruptible the Iced earth incorruptible album writing cycle yeah I was going uh, to at a super early doctor appointment one morning and I'd been doing lots of long writing sessions so I get up and it's like 530 in the morning head to the north side of Indianapolis get just this test done and i go back and i figured i'd probably crash but i had tons of energy so i go in and i start a session and for whatever reason i called it raven wing and uh that's what i named the file and i just start playing and i go go into like a time warp and i uh, eight hours later i've got seven minutes of music laid out all the parts you know all the all of it keyboards drums, lead guitars, rhythm guitars, bass, everything. And I didn't, I had no idea how much, I didn't even get up to piss. I didn't even look at the clock on my on my computer monitor. I just went into a zone. So I'm like, man, this is a really cool piece of music, whatever, I, and, I, and I had realized i missed an appointment with our the um, album cover artist to go through a consultation of where the cover was gonna go. So I called him, I'm like, man, I'm sorry. He's like, dude, you never miss appointments, it's okay. But I got into this zone and a few days later, I was in a Reiki session with this, and she, she at that point said, you have a giant raven around you That is, and that you need to research what that means. That's your spirit guide. You need to look into it. And I was like, raven wing. She just said she didn't have a clue, even who I was at that point. And then she says that to me. So then I look and I I didn't, you know, before that I didn't know where I was going to go lyrically. But then once I studied the energy of the raven. I'm like, okay, that's where this song obviously this is meant to be. This is there's a reason for this. It's the biggest song on the last iced earth record. That's amazing. Yeah.
0: What's the energy of the Raven?
1: Um well it's a um it's it's a transformative time. Uh it's a time of magic. It's a messenger from spirit worlds mm-hmm. into the now yeah and there's there's a lot of things you can look it up edgar Allan
0: poe has the whole thing about the raven did you ever read yeah.
1: that yeah many many years ago yeah but it's not a it's definitely not a dark thing it's a really amazing thing it's a it's you, you can really read about it It goes into the, the back to the vikings to the native americans they have their lore with the ravens and the magic of that of that bird and uh and dude, when I was out on my hike, they were with me the whole time. That's I mean, amazing. big fucking massive ravens. I would be in a canyon or out in the middle of somewhere in there, you know, and, and just with me. It was You're a like a heavy metal shaman.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: maybe. But it's uh, it's trippy. Have Enjoy. you ever read
0: jo- Dr. Joe Dispenza? You know him? He wrote this book called You Are the Placebo. OK. And Becoming Supernatural. And it's a lot about manifesting your own reality and a lot of the kind of... What you're saying reminds me of it. I think you should check that out. Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's interesting.
1: Well, look, man, I believe that we all are... I don't like people that... The, uh, I, I don't I hate to see people that are that are of the victim mentality yeah you know because it it's a choice no, good. no it's bullshit it's yeah. you're, you're making an excuse why your life is the way it is when you have all of the power to, to change it it's like that it's a decision it's a choice it, it is and it's about manifesting in your mind what you want things to be and you can do it it's hard it, it, it I agree
0: 100% with what you're saying um, when you get into a negative tailspin it be it seems really difficult to elevate yourself to the perspective perspective that you just laid out that's right it is but, but i've been when there myself when, me too I, and, I and, it, and it. it goes back and forth and when you're in the perspective you just laid out it seems like the easiest and most obvious fucking thing it's obvious yeah but when like but it's weird because you can be in that obvious space and then you can dip back down into like under the melees of life or whatever and it's like how did i i gotta get back up to that and then you know certain ways to get yourself back up to that but it's, you know, it's a weird divide, I yeah. think. There's a prayer called Ho'oponopono. Have you heard of that? I love you. I'm very, sorry. Please. Very re- Native American you. sounding. Thank it, you. It's Hawaiian. Is it? Okay. And it's like, um, it's a mantra about what you're saying, like taking complete and total responsibility for everything in your field of consciousness. So yeah. if somebody, if you're in, endured some trauma or something from somebody and, um, but it's in your field of consciousness, or there's a problem. You just apply this prayer, and it's like taking in full responsibility. That's that's the idea. It's like not acknowledging or not dis- or not not acknowledging the fact that maybe you've been victimized in some kind of way. But the fact is, if you remain in that victim what you you know mentality, you're going to keep manifesting more victimization. Right. So you have to. Get yourself, elevate yourself out of that. You have to
1: accept it and take the lesson out of it. Yeah. And, and you know, and almost be thankful for it because it yeah. is part of the growth process.
0: It is, definitely. What about you? What about your spirit animal? Do you have one?
2: Uh,
0: if, then it is a hare. I'm closely related to crows as
2: well. That was the funny thing. Uh-huh. You know, I, I dealt a lot with crows and they, they yeah. play a vital role in my life. But uh, I feel more related to hares. That would be my hair the, the the big rabbits rabbit. the big rabbit yeah huh, but whoa. to
1: interrupt for a second his hometown is called crayfeld yeah which crowfield crowfield, means crowfield. <laughs> yeah yeah <Right. laughs> it's pretty cool that is funny yeah it? and i yeah. was also
2: digging into the raven stuff like you know that's also part of um, islamic religion uh-huh. they you know they they cover the the deal with god you know after cain's deed so there, there was a ra- uh, um, relation to children of cain but you know i was just thinking about what you were saying, which basically is true, but take yourself into the position of a, a third-world person. I mean, you can you imagine how difficult well, and it is, is
0: And you're right. And then you could, like, break it down into that, and it becomes a little bit more hard to get your head yeah, around. But if it's you, like, if, like, yeah, how is it res- their responsibility? Yeah. I agree. Those Especially
2: if you relate, you know, history
0: to it. You know, they have, like, a history right. of... I don't know how many you know, I, centuries. I, I
1: agree. It's it's not black and white. Yeah. But no, but also, but think about, uh, but think about how many of those third world countries that are probably much closer to source than our brutal system of what Christianity, of that's, Catholicism, that's the, true, too. The, of the uh, colonizing and the brutal things that we've done in the name of spreading empire and power yeah. have have dampened their source yeah Yeah, but it's so destroyed you know i mean yes it's it's,
2: for them it's probably even harder to find that source back than it is for us and then working on it just you know doing the prayer i mean they don't even have the
0: time to do the prayer right yeah I don't know. I don't. I don't have the answer to it. Neither sure. do I. You that's know, I was sure. just thinking about that. You know, when not,
2: because not. I I feel the same. You know that if you want to accomplish a goal, you have to go for it. Yeah, you have to come in terms with yourself. And we have a song on the album called "Wolves in Winter," which is about the nature of man. You know, accept the beast within you to, to become the perfect human being. There's Wait, no other chance. that's
0: like Jungian. Assimilating yourself with your shadow type stuff. Yeah, exactly. Accept the beast within
1: you to what become the perfect human being. Yeah, yeah. And and that's, kind of, that's that's kind another of spirit animal for me is the wolf. And that's you, why I wrote those the yeah lyric, the lyrics for that song. That's amazing. amazing. It's another it's another one that came through later was the the wolf and the raven and it's a it's a thing. The wolf and the raven. That's yeah. cool. What and why the hare?
0: I feel attracted by them.
2: You know, I, they are smart. I, I really like the way they. You know, they, they are very productive, mm-hmm. there's no other uh, species which uh, breeds so much, which means they are endangered, of course, they have a lot of enemies, but if you ever had a dog, you know, hunting a hare and seeing how that hare fools the dog, I, I feel a lot of sympathy for that, you know, because yeah. they are so smart.
0: That's interesting. I've never even thought about
2: hares yeah. before. I love them. I really love them. He I he like. Does. I like has. to discover them yeah. and, you know, really spend time on them. And I lose myself on it, you know. That's especially why I like. I, the other animal that would be a dog, even though that's man-made, uh, that's still a great animal, you know. And I enjoy them and yeah. I enjoy their loyalty. But especially, you know, when they let loose and try to hunt a hare, you just see how difficult it is. And the hare is one of the rare animals I killed so far. I, I don't like to kill animals. I had to because one of the dogs I had was still faster than the hair, the hair was not fast enough. So, you know, the dog got it and, you know, I had to. It was merciful. Yeah, I had to come to a solution there. That's interesting. Yeah. Man, so you have some dogs? Not anymore. No, not anymore. Uh, Not in this life. I'm. That's done. Oh, really? Yeah. I Why? love dogs. Man. because. Of the last dog I've had, because that was a very intense uh, relationship. Yeah. And, you know, I, I cannot renew it. It's, it's done. Yeah. What about you?
1: I have a, I have a dog, and I'm, I love dogs. So It's a Pitbull pressa Canario. Um, she's about a, a year and three months old. Did she awesome. come with you when you went on your camping trip? No. No, no it's, it's no, it's actually my girlfriend's dog, but she's kind of my dog. <laughs> she's yeah. she's with me you all adopted, the time when I'm around. Yeah, her. yeah, she's she's uh she loves her boy. I'm her boy.
0: <laughs> so. so, are you guys thinking about like after the the touring cycle, like gearing the um. Demons and Wizards project back up sooner than the 15-year hiatus before this yeah. time. There, there's a very good chance. You
2: yeah. Know? However, we are going to maintain that. You know. Um, yeah. Th- there's no need to keep silence for another 15 years, and that would deliver us into a quite delicate uh, situation because then we're almost, you know, we're at least scratching the 70s then.
0: So, yeah, I mean, what, it's in not 15 years. Yeah, I mean? yeah, we <laughs> can't do that. I mean, it's not, and,
1: and you know, I mean, I'm not in the at this point, you know, I don't want to be going out on ridiculously long world tours with Iced Earth either. I mean, we were on yeah. a tear for a long time, we've done a lot of amazing stuff, but those I got all these things that I want to do in my life that are that are uh, all revolved around creative art, you know, right. in whatever form, and uh, whether it be actual artwork, writing songwriting, productions, whatever. And if I stay on the proverbial hamster wheel of album tour, album tour, album tour, I'm not going to get to these other cool things that I want to do. Right. And I think we've reached a point in, uh, in our careers. I started as a legacy band and we can basically design our future however we want. You know? yeah. We don't have to do anything they say you have to do that's just you know what i mean any any of the norm oh you got to do this you got to do that no there is no they anymore no we we don't have to do that like
0: you know how do you guys keep yourselves together on the road do you run jog jog when you get to the next place or anything like that i honestly more or less um
2: reserved my whole day for the performance so i'm really doing physical exercises vocally yeah throughout the whole day this is what I'm doing, sitting and then doing my, my breathing stuff and uh-huh. you know, coming up with the first keys to sing right. and get everything in shape. Yeah, he warms up all day. Oh, really? Yeah. And it works well. So,
0: That's wild.
2: Yeah, I do it soft. You know? It's not like I'm going for the intense stuff. I'm, I'm just you yeah, know, like warming up everything. So the registers there, the ranges are back. What are
0: some of the things you do? Uh, humming a lot. You know? mm.
2: Yeah, mm. exactly. And then go through the uh, keys. Mm. and do a lot of falsette stuff first to to really the soft falsette stuff right yeah and then do that for the whole day (laughs) and once they are somehow um, do you say revive Mm. yeah when they are revived then I know okay now I can go to the regular registers and then get back my clean voice and then I go to
1: the harsh stuff so you work on it I work on it yes what about you Um, I'm Basically failing myself right now in terms of taking care of my body on, on the road. You know, the, it's, I'm pretty beat up at the moment. i got a torn rotator cuff in my right shoulder and uh-huh. I've got a, some low back issues. So um, my ideal world with, with being on the road would be to have my Wing Chun master with me. And then I would train every day. All the time wing chun is what i'm into yeah and that's a form of a martial art it's or kung fu yeah kung it's fu? A, yeah it's like the it and that also wasn't that what tai robert Chi.
0: downey jr's into too? it wing is Chung, he, yeah he, and
1: he has his guy with him all the time right it's what it was It's a,
0: like that wood dummy thing that's that right mean, that's yeah. one of the
1: that's one of the oh, okay. training uh methods that that's cool use, Wood dummy and that's that's what bruce lee started off as right a wing chun guy and then he went into all of the the different he studied the what he felt was the best aspect of every martial art and then he created Jeet Kune Do which was his own martial art and that's it's a for me it's just the most um complete groundings good for spirit mind body all of it and it's just a, a problem to practice Wing Chun without a partner is really difficult because it's all about sensitivity training and it's a, a hands-on crossing hands and doing stuff and it it's a it's difficult to do on your own you can do some things but i would uh love to have that element in my life when I'm on tour because it would make things a lot better in just every way but it's also you know that's it's a budgetary issue then bodies on the bus and it's usually the you know when you're touring the United States for example you get a bus with 12 bunks and we've got band and crew on there and there's no room for anybody else and that you know what I mean then it becomes another issue of all of these other expenses down the line and it it just it's a it's kind of a pain in the ass
0: how'd you get into that
1: um i got into that after my second cervical spine fusion i had always been interested but it's very hard to find somebody that's actually schooled in real wing chun Uh and it just so happens that this uh in this little town columbus indiana south of where i live there's a wing chun master there that's right in the lineage of yip man who was the one who trained bruce lee and and that's uh it's it's awesome he's a killer practitioner really really great all the guys that are into that are engineering minds you know it's very mathematical Mm -hmm. a lot of feeling as well but it's it's the they they have to study the math and use the engineering that's i think that's why they're so attracted to it because you that's how you can get a a very small person that's not very powerful just whip the fuck out of you (laughs) because Mm -hmm. they they know how to use their body and they know the angles and they know the math and it's mm. the that's the trippy thing that's that's very very cool about it yeah a, they yeah.
0: know how to use leverage and stuff. yeah like that.
1: absolutely yeah and to use really control all the aspects and movements of the body so that they can you know use the entire muscle group as one beneficial movement to turn it on and off that fast yeah. so that you know some you know, big giant dude that maybe has super strong arms but can't use the body My 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 uh master is is not a big guy he's a strong guy and a very fit guy he's not a big guy, and I've seen him move some really big, strong dudes like across the fucking room it's it's very impressive interesting <laughs> yeah it's a it's a trip oh yeah. So, yeah, it's cool, but I love it i don't i mean not for it's for for me it's all just about the peace thing, you know what i mean So yeah. it really it helps a lot I've always been into martial arts and stuff but on the tour, on on the road that would be the best thing. You know, for me, because otherwise it's I've done yoga in the past on the road, which is good to stay limber and to keep to still stay strong. But um, it's sometimes it's just about whether you're in that mode of being disciplined enough to do it. And I have I have been in those moments where I'm super disciplined and then where I'm failing myself. You know, yeah. And lately, that's what's been happening. (laughs) You can flip it back. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's what happens. Yeah, for sure, man. Did you see the Connor fight? No, I didn't. Uh, i i heard i actually saw uh paul stanley commented that he kicked ass though oh paul stanley yeah yeah paul stanley yeah he killed it yeah yeah 44
0: seconds whoa really yeah it was it was a it was brutal wow
1: killer i'll have to look it up i haven't seen it
3: yet i was curious just one before we start wrapping up uh since you're from germany and a lot of german metal bands do sing in german i guess what what steered you there are German bands. I mean, who sing? What steered you towards English from the beginning?
2: When I listened to metal, it was all English. Then there were some French s- bands speaking in Fran- uh, French, and I like that as well. Noir Désir.
0: Did you ever hear Noir Désir
2: from mm-hmm. France? No. Oh, you know, no. They're a great <laughs> French Sotelage rock. and Trust and all these bands of the early eighties. Oh, okay. Archbomb was one of them, and uh, I, I like that. But they, uh, the French. Language is more fluent than German. German is still a very harsh language. Yeah. Not as harsh as it sometimes appears, but it's harsh. And therefore, it was not a question for me at all. It was um, English I like to listen to. And, you know, it was even easier to transfer the first lyrical ideas into English language because in the German language, it would have sounded more cheesy. And therefore, that was not an option. The only band which really established that musically is rammstein and you know (laughs) they are playing with very old german qualities they are not right wing not at all you know but but it's that um third reich emphasis in the voice you know how he approaches it which makes it so special and you know so attractive especially for american people and people who not understand the german language but the lyrics are top-notch i mean they have really top-notch lyrics and all the other German bands singing in German, they never attracted me. There are some medieval metal rock bands which do a decent job and they do good in lyrics as well. But at the point they came in, it was too late for me because we were a German band singing in English and I felt very comfortable with it. When I did my uh, vocal lessons, my, my classical teacher, she did all that stuff you know how to physically move my what is it called here is the it jaw? the jar? the jaw right and she just figured when when doing her exercises i was i was more innocent in doing the german stuff than the english stuff mm-hmm. so all my training is in german so because but my focus is always on on the words and therefore there is a little more of pressure you know, whatever I'm I'm doing there. Mm. But uh, with the German words, just for the preparation, it's far easier for me, and I'm doing a far more relaxed job then. I did sing in German once on, uh, there's a quite successful German band called In Extremo, and they invited me on one of their albums to sing in German, and I felt it kind of odd. It it sounds okay, it doesn't sound bad, but uh, it is not you I'm know what I'm used to I never yeah. heard that man
1: uh, I will play it to you uh, that's cool funny. <laughs> you know the <laughs> thing is that I I've, when these with that Rammstein probably are a phenomenon where they were went totally international still singing in German has yeah. anybody else done that in the oh, I mean the the German bands which made it here is Kraftwerk maybe mm-hmm. that's uh, old yeah. 70s band, basically from Haupt town oh Einstein. really yeah
3: Einstein played the garden not too and long the, uh, no
1: they're huge yeah. and that's but what i mean they ha- they sing in their native tongue and they're successful everywhere not just germany austria yeah. And switzerland yeah but uh, uh
2: kraftwerk for example which is one of the biggest bands ever and most innovative bands in in germany when they released the album here as far as i remember they were in english because i bought one uh, okay kraftwerk. Uh, kraftwerk, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and um, then nena had a song which was quite successful here and she also did in English... 99 balloons. Yeah, right. And there's also yeah. an English version to that. And other maybe Falko, that's an Austrian guy. Falko, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, he was very innovative, and he might have had a little bit of, a, you know... I think his uh, his songs went number one here as well, mm-hmm. and they might have been in German. Uh, in German. But okay. this is pretty much it. Yeah, that's,
0: <laughs> about, that's about it, I
2: think. Yeah,
3: Cool. <laughs> and so it, the album is coming out February... 2020 next month 21st, February 21st. D- yeah. oh 21st, 21st yeah, yeah. Oh, okay yeah um and you did this sort of like in a reverse order where you toured last summer and now you're putting an album that's not followed by a tour is that weird for you
1: it's a little different but it was because of the offer to do vakken that right. we we had we so had push everything forward that's right yeah we had we had to we had to take that opportunity it was a huge honor to do it it was their 30th anniversary for the festival and Hansi and I were just talking about let's do another album and we'll figure out touring later but then when we got that offer we're like okay this this is getting real and it changes our plan a little bit but we because of the allotted time that we carved out of our schedules we can't really go we, we can't do it halfway that's the problem I mean we've set the standard we set the bar for demons and wizards and what we want to achieve with it theatrically from the live show in in order to do a real cycle where we're going to go out and put on a proper show that requires quite an investment in a production and of time, energy, finance, everything to, to make it as killer as we want it to be. And you can't just do that and go, go to all that effort and just go, okay, we'll, we'll go do a few festivals this summer. We have to really do it. You know, if we're going to do it, we have to do it and maximize the effect across the board. So we have to, Plus, we have the, the uh, you know, commitment to our other bands. So yeah, it feels to, you know. lot still. Yeah, you know? yeah, it does feel odd. It's yeah. a sort Just of struggle. Just for the fans, you
3: know? like they, they get this new, all this new material, yeah. and they're hungry, and then what?
2: Exactly. On the other hand, the benefit for us is we could bring back the name in big terms. So you know, everyone right. in Europe and in the US nowadays is aware. Teams and Wizards are back, and they're expecting the album, and they somehow know what to expect. Not only because of the history of the bands, but also because you know we made it very
0: obvious to them. Uh, do you guys like being in New York City? I do. Yeah,
1: I it do. is fun. <laughs> I mean, I'm not.
0: Yeah. How long are you here for?
1: It's till tomorrow. Yeah. Till believe tomorrow, it or, or not, believes. not I've come here for vacation. Yeah. Yeah. I uh,
0: believe it. <laughs> It's the best city. I think,
1: dude, you know, I'm not a big, I'm a, I'm a pretty much a country boy. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, I'm from Indiana and I, if, but like, I can't stand LA, Right. but I like New York. Yeah. I like to. I wouldn't want to live here, but right. I do like to come here and to visit here. And it's a, the food's amazing and it's a very alive city and it's yeah. easy to get around. And there's a lot of things that are really cool about it. But honestly, for me, a small town living in the middle of nowhere, that's kind of where my, where my heart, heart really lies. At, yeah. yeah.
0: Where are you guys going after this? I'm oh, going back to Indiana. Back home. Yeah. Is going so to this is it. So. This is it. I have a show on Sunday with blank Guardian. Okay, cool.
2: Where is that? Uh, in my hometown. Oh, okay. It's a donation concert, which was not planned. But there was an incident in Germany in my hometown where a part of the zoo got burned down. And that was where all the monkeys were. Oh, and wow. So the city and the people are very supportive to, to the zoo and some people you know came up with the idea of doing this concert and so we said even though we're not in the condition of playing shows we do
0: that's nice yeah that's awesome yeah. for the monkeys for the monkeys yeah Blind guardian <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for doing cool, this, yeah. you guys. Thank you, man. Yeah, Likewise, it's a good cool good discussion, great fun. You know, yeah. we got into
1: all kinds of different stuff that, yeah. rather than. So, what were you thinking about when you wrote this song? <laughs> yeah. All the generic shit that we get asked, uh, we uh, get into this cool spiritual discussion. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah <laughs> cool, I like it. Yeah, you guys are really cool. Yeah, I really appreciate it. So are you, it. man? Yeah, thank you, man. <laughs> Very, very right. cool
0: to talk to you. Much love. Thank you, guys. All right. right on. Cheers. <laughs>